Hello, hello. Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. I'm Joe Violetta and I'm here as always with my co-host Tara Vandelite. Hey Tara, how you doing? Hello Joe. lovely to have you. Well, lovely. Who has who? We're here together, that's what it is, but we do have someone else very special here, don't we? We do. We've got Steve Myers in the studio. Steve is <laughs> a host and presenter and producer of Soul to Soul, which is one of our shows here on RPP FM. Mm. And I've got a question for everyone out there. What would you do if you had an uninvited guest in your dream home, a supernatural uninvited guest? I might actually have one. You might have one. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. <laughs> and this is, and I don't know the answer to this question, and neither do you, Tara, and mm. that's where Steve comes in. So welcome to the studio, Steve. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. <laughs> Steve is going to chat with us today about how we can deal with restless energies in our, in our homes. We're going to explore the world of haunted houses, spirits, and as I said, restless energies in this very special episode of the Dream Home Movement with our guest. Steve. We'll also, as usual, keep you informed with Local Market Watch and help you fund your dream home with our finance segment. Some of the most beautiful and older buildings on the Mornington Peninsula, we've heard various reports from various people that some of the houses may be haunted or inhabit spirits. That's always been the local gossip. To help us explore this topic and find out what you can do if there were spirits or some restless energies in our house, we have the fabulous Steve Myers from Soul to Soul. We know Steve quite well because he actually has helped us produce Dream Home Movement. Not everyone's as lucky as us to know you so well. (laughs) So I'll just introduce you quickly. So Steve has taught in the area of mind, body and soul for over 25 years. He is a professionally trained medium, Korean, how do you say that? Kinergist. Kinergist, touch for health, NLP therapist, and a teacher of the method, which is an advanced course in mediumship. Steve is also a filmmaker, a musician, and all-round creative genius. Uh, He has no spare time whatsoever. (laughs) He has no time whatsoever, especially when he's helping dream home ladies. And he is also currently on RPPFM with his own show, which is Soul to Soul, which he co-produces with his beautiful partner, Patricia. So, oh, got that out of the way. Yeah, geez, <laughs> well done. Down, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, Steve, down to business. What is the difference between a psychic and a medium? And how do you know a spirit if a spirit is in your house? Okay. Uh, first question, difference between a psychic and a medium. That's very interesting. There's a lot of Different, uh, you get a lot of different answers to that depending on who you're talking to. But basically speaking, anyone can be psychic or basically everyone's psychic, really. Mm. We all have that sixth sense, if you like. Mm. Whereas a medium is someone who actually channels energy, whether it be for healing, whether it be for uh, doing trance work, bringing disembodied spirits through them to speak, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, A medium is literally the go-between between the spirit world and this world. Whereas a psychic is basically someone that's sensitive to energies, might 
be aware of things, might get certain feelings, mm. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Now, we usually say everyone is naturally psychic, yep. but a medium needs training. That's what I was going to ask. So, yeah. so, so in order to become a medium, yeah, you, you need to train to do that. Yeah, like some people spontaneously do it. Like yeah. there are what we call natural mediums, people that just just happened, you know. Yeah. Um, but most people these days are trained. They yeah. work on it, do yeah. they? And do you have to be slightly psychic to be a medium? Um, well, based on the premise that everyone is a bit psychic anyway, mm. um, in theory anyone could become a medium if they had a desire to do so, yeah. Oh, very interesting. It was actually my teacher many years ago saying that, that to me. Oh, there Ooh. you go. We're getting a message now. Um <laughs> <laughs> the R&B my house. teacher actually said to me, anyone can learn this. And that's what got me into it because I thought, well, hey, I'm anyone. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if anyone can do it, I wouldn't mind doing this. And so that's how I got started because before that I thought, well, I'm not psychic, you know. Yeah. So anyway, to your second question, how do you know if there's spirits in the house? Very, very good question. Yes. Um, and lots of different various answers because these phenomena are never like it's not cardboard cutouts always going to be the same. Yeah. It's different depending on the circumstances, depending on why your house is haunted or whether it's actually a haunting, whether it's not just to build up a residue energy, that sort of thing. So mm. usually the telltale signs are the obvious ones cold spots in the house interesting uh if you find there's a spot in the house that's always cold and every time you go there it feels a bit off or a bit weird or Ooh. you get weird feelings there that's usually a good sign yeah uh, obviously things like doors banging without anyone standing there or windows opening or yeah. curtains flutter yeah, any sort of poltergeist activities normally a giveaway as well. Okay. Um, sometimes weird odors, weird smells. Oh, what kind of smells? Well, they're normally foul ones. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Having said that, though, um, quite often after having cleansed the house, yeah, um, I quite often smell freshly cut roses. Uh, so sometimes the smells are there to tell you things are okay too, depending on what the situation is. Yeah. Very fascinating. Mm, so, mm. so when you are being a medium, it seems to use all your senses by the sounds of oh, it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's part of the deal, yeah. That's fascinating. So what do you do to get rid of a spirit? Is there a method? Okay, um, there's many, many methods um, mm. and depends on where you come from too. If you're coming from a religious background, you might feel more comfortable getting a priest in to say prayers or to bless the place, mm. you know, in the name of Christ and all that sort of thing. Mm. Um or if you're not religious or if, if you mm. don't feel like that's going to help, um, you can call someone like myself. And mm. what we do or what I would do would depend on the circumstances. If, mm. if I got there and found, well, no, it's not a ghost. There's just some really bad energy here. Mm. We'd cleanse that out, clean it all up, and mm. uh, thank you very much. If it's um, an ongoing issue, like if there is an entity there, usually the method I uh, employees to make contact with that entity and find out exactly what the story is, mm. find out why it's there. Because entities aren't always there to scare the bejesus out of you. you know? mm. Sometimes they're there to help you. If I can tell a very quick story. Mm, please um, do. I was talking yeah. to one of my ex-students 
uh, this afternoon, mm. interestingly enough, telling her that I was going to be on here today. And she also does this sort of work as well. And she was telling me just recently of a house where the lady had called her in to do some cleansing because mm. uh, there'd been some ghost activity there. And to cut a long story short, she found out there was this little girl running around. Mm. And so she sat down, she you know, made contact with the little girl and said, why are you haunting these people? What's going on? Mm. And the little girl said, look at the boy, look at the boy. So mm. she went and had a look at the son, the lady's son, mm. and he was really not not doing well. Mm. And she said to the lady, look, what, what's going on with your mm. son here? And she goes, oh, he's having a few issues at the moment mm. and uh, he's not eating properly. And, mm. and it turned out that she mm. was sort of freaking out a bit because yeah. she didn't know how to deal with what was happening to her son. Oh. And so rather than facing it and going and getting some professional help, she was like just trying to oh. keep him in his room and stuff. So right. the spirit had manifested to try and get help for the boy. Oh, that's amazing. So An some, empathetic spirit. Exactly. Mm. So you'll get that yeah. sometimes. So it's not always about, you know, you know and yeah. scary stuff. Sometimes they're there to actually protect you or to help you or to, you know, point out that there's a problem that needs fixing. That's you know? beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So it reminds me of um, like Totoro, the studio, um, what is it, the Japanese? Oh, anyway, long story. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese are very much into spirits, aren't oh, they? Oh, very much, yeah. yeah. Okay, with them, though, uh, most spirits do tend to be a bit on the scary side, oh, yeah. uh, traditionally speaking, yep. and most of their ghosts are usually females. Oh, this is interesting, yeah, isn't it? Interesting, yeah. It is very interesting. Culturally, ghosts tend to change from... Um, from culture to culture, which is, which is very interesting too. Like the Irish ghosts, you only see them when they're coming to tell you that someone's going to die. Oh, wow. And if you see that ghost that's come to tell you, it normally means you're the one who's going to die. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah, so, so you certainly don't want that one. No, definitely no. not. But fortunately, they, they tend to always see those in Ireland. So it's okay. Sophia, yeah. I'm glad they're not here. <laughs> Can they see everything that you're doing? That's a bit awkward. Mm, yes and no. Once again, depends on who we're talking about spirit-wise. Um, for most spirits, and for most spirits that are haunting, mm. they're normally what we call a lost soul, a soul that's sort of still attached to the physical plane. They haven't let go yet mm. uh, for whatever reason. Now, usually because they're in turmoil, they mm. may be standing in the room, but to them, everything in the room is like some sort of weird psychedelic dream. And like you could be walking through the room naked and they probably wouldn't even notice it. Right, like, a bit you know, disturbed, yeah. Reality doesn't make sense to them, which is why they're disturbed, you know. Right, so say, not me, this isn't me, mm. but say someone was like, plucking their chin hairs or something, <laughs> which, one, one I, one. which is definitely Carl and not you. <laughs> like they wouldn't be like, oh, it's, look, you know, it's funny. People always ask, look, do they watch me when I go to the bathroom? <laughs> What's going on? Um, and look, to be honest, most of them probably aren't interested in what you're doing no, in the okay. I'm quite used to so, being, yeah. I've got three kids, they watch me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you got your own haunting. That's right. I've got my own haunting for the next 10 years. Every single day. (laughs) Hey, Steve, have you ever been in a situation where you haven't been able to cleanse the place? No. 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 100% sex rate. Not not to say that, you know, there's not going to be a case where I, I can't deal with it, but yeah. I, I haven't come across one yet. Yeah. I'm just going to throw a curveball question in here. Sure. So 
sometimes houses come on the market because um, something unfortunate happened there. And, you know, it has to be disclosed by the agents. That could be a bargain house to buy Mm. if you could cleanse the spirit away. How long would you need to have access to that house to make that happen? Usually, on average, um, I can normally get in there and out again within the hour. That's fantastic. So, yeah. guys, here is an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you, if, yeah, if you are looking for um, an outrageously cheaper house to others, and you're looking for your own home, that might be an option before settlement. If yeah, be, before you could you could make an offer based on Steve being able to cleanse the place. <laughs> now, if you, if if it came up that it wasn't being able to cleanse, then yeah, then you remove the offer. Um, but <laughs> that's an opportunity. So rather yeah. than an offer subject to finance, subject, offer, to subject to spirit. Look, I don't think you'd even have to be formal like that because those houses are very hard to sell. Mm. So I'm sure if you had a conversation with a real estate agent. It could be arranged before offers even were on the table. Yeah. And then you could make up your mind after the fact if you feel comfortable with a house. But um, it is an opportunity to buy something disproportionately cheap in the area. I like the way your mind works. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because a lot of it's driven by fear too. People yeah. are afraid of the unknown, what they don't understand. And yes. so as soon as a little something pops up, it's like, oh. Yeah. Know, and the prices go plunging. And well, that, bizarre, that, isn't it? that is it. Yeah, I guess that's what you've got to be mindful mm, of is yeah. um, when you go to resale it. But if it's going to be your home, does it really matter if you're going to enjoy it forevermore? So tell us a little bit more, Steve. About do you help spirits cross over and or do you send them somewhere else? Yeah, that's a good question. Once again, it comes down to what the circumstances are. Mm. And with hauntings, there can be so many different reasons. If it's a lost soul who is just lost and needs to get to the other side but doesn't know how to get there, Mm. we help them get there. There's various techniques that we can use for doing that. It's, It's not that difficult. However, if it's a soul that feels like they have a claim on the property, like a former owner or someone like that, sometimes you can't get them to move on. And so what you have to then do is go into a negotiation situation (laughs) where you actually are are doing a contract, okay? These people are going to be moving in. They are now physically here. Uh, Do you promise not to be slamming their doors in the middle of the night if they promise not to touch your prized cherry tree in the back or whatever the situation may be? And so you do a little contract deal, and they are usually quite successful, actually. Wow. (laughs) Steve's the negotiator. Yeah. <laughs> He's the closer. <laughs> <laughs> but there's many different circumstances um, to, to hauntings, and um, quite often it's, it's usually something simple that's caused the – it's like all arguments and all disagreements. It's usually something small that starts yes. Yes. and gets blown out of proportion, you know, and it just – Worse when one of those people are in spirit because there's a whole new set of rules going on there suddenly, you know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, arguing with the rallies over Christmas is, you know, <laughs> more straightforward. <laughs> like one of the main reasons we see for hauntings, yeah. um, especially in recent times, is strangely enough, renovations. Oh, well, I was going to ask about that later. Yeah. yeah. This is quite, quite often you can buy an old property, no history of haunting or ghosts or anything. Yes. It can feel absolutely fine. And then suddenly you start pulling down a wall. Yes. 
or you know adding on a modern piece to it yes. and suddenly there's all this activity because someone that's been quietly watching the place is not happy you know um and, and that quite often takes quite a bit of negotiation yeah oh my goodness <laughs> and, and we were talking about this a few weeks ago uh we had you on the show steve for mm. our block gossip segment that's right. uh, because we were concerned uh or my husband about was very gatwick, concerned yeah. about the um spirits in the the gatwick mm. and there's potential for there to be lots of spirits that are going to be disturbed by that major renovation. So that mm. would be really interesting. I should, I should add to, like, and I think this is an important point. You've probably seen them yourself on a lot of reality TV shows where they have these psychic investigators. Yes. Going in, yes. And they normally have the night vision camera. Yes, going on, they do. And they've got gadgets and little machines that go beep. Mm, and yeah. all this sort of, and it cracks me up every time I saw it. I, I saw one recently. I'm still laughing about it. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. There's all these guys, they, they went into a place somewhere, I don't know where it was, somewhere in the US, I think, and they say, oh, yes, our gadgets are registering something. There's definitely something here. And a ghost materialized and walked right through the middle of them, like physical, and then disappeared through the wall. And they all stopped for a second, looked at each other, went, ah, oh, we're out of the place. I went, oh, so much for experts. <laughs> Look, you know, real mediums just wouldn't do that. Like, you know, so yeah, it's just, it's not like that, guys. You know, it's, it's, you're not going to have people walking around with gadgets making a difference there. You know? Oh, damn. Yeah. So, are there of... any gadgets? Do you have a backpack? No, no, nothing like that. No. Oh. At the very most, I sometimes will use um, a crystal I've got, which is very good at tracking down subtle energies. And occasionally, I might use some rock salt, which is very good at absorbing uh, residue energies and okay. that sort of thing. But even that, Pretty rare, pretty rare. It'd have to be like really quite entrenched for me to even start thinking about using any of that stuff. Well, that that myth has been busted. Busted. Yeah, look, look, I I don't even know what they're doing with all those gadgets. Like, you know, (laughs) they're trying to find something, they find something, and they get scared and run away. Like, what's it proving? Like, you know. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, thank you very much. Coming up next, stay tuned for more chat about unwanted spirits in your home. Take me home tonight. I just want to show you the true light. Light me up and make me feel alright. Because, baby, we are always. Steve, Tara and I like to do a bit of DIY, don't we, Tara? We certainly do. Yeah, around our houses and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering for people that are like us and like a bit of DIY, mm. what could we use um, in our house or space to keep it free of unwanted spirits? So it doesn't have any unwanted spirits mm-hmm. in it yet, but what can we do to keep it mm. free from okay. that? Two things. Firstly, if there's nothing there already, there's a very good chance that nothing's going to come. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, that's usually a good rule of thumb. If something is going to come, it's probably going to come because of something you're doing. Right. Oh. Okay. Because if it's if, if there's absolutely nothing there yes. up front and then something pops up, it's either because you you're starting to renovate the house in mm-hmm. some way that yes. some spirit that you weren't aware of isn't happy with, or you're attracting them for some reason. Uh, And then if that's the case, then you need to look at your life, your (laughs) thoughts, what you're putting out there, what sort of energy you're putting out there, what sort of person you are, because 
negative attracts negative, you know? So, Is that right? right? Okay, that's very well, fascinating. my teacher explained it like this to me. He said, because at one stage in the early days, I was a bit, I got a bit scared and I thought, well, what if by doing all this, I'm opening myself and Yes, mm. I would be asking that question too. Yeah, <laughs> especially in those early days, it's like, what am I getting into? Yes. And uh, he said to me, understand it like this. Negative entities, those ones that will come out and scare you and do all that sort of weird stuff, yeah. feed off negativity. It's like lunch for them. So if you're sitting right. there going, oh, I'm so scared, they're thinking, great, it's lunchtime. Yes. You know? yeah. ah. Whereas if you're projecting a lot of positive energy and a lot of love. And confidence. All that, well, that's like souring the milk for them. They'll be like, oh, my God, he's giving us love. Let's get out of <laughs> yeah. here. You know? so, so you can kill them with empathy. Exactly, which is why people say, gee, you're really flipping about all this. You, know, you, know, mm. you always say, oh, yeah. beauty, a haunting brand. It on, you know, yeah, because I've got this attitude of positivity. Like, yeah. if I walk in going, Oh my god, there's a ghost in here, yeah. well, I'm useless to everyone, you know. Yeah. But if I walk in going, Okay, ghost, come out, let's have a chat, see what's going yeah. on, well, we can work with that. So, once you realize what they are, what's going on there, you know, mm. there's nothing to be scared of, really, you know. Like most fears, fear of the unknown. Once you know something, there's very little to fear, you know. Oh, that's true, isn't it? In all things in life, isn't it, really? Mm. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. Uh, What about seances? Mm -hmm. Uh, One Mm. of my friends says that when she was a teenager, she had a seance in the house. Teenagers love doing this. Oh, they do. Because, you know, I think, actually, I think it's that whole group activity. They Mm. see it on, you know, TV or, uh, you know, in a movie and this group of teenagers doing it together and it brings them closer together. Of course, you know, we're social beings. Teenagers Mm. say that they want to do more of that. Yeah, I want to be part of it. A little fright to get around, sort of Bond girl. That's right. That was so freaky. (laughs) Uh, So my friend did a séance in her house, and she is sure that after that uh, there was a spirit. Yeah. In the house. And that, mm. that quite often happens. That's a very common occurrence, p- particularly people using Ouija boards and things like yep. that. Mm. You know, once again, to quote my teacher, used to say, if you don't know what you're doing, you shouldn't touch Ouija boards and seances. And if you do know what you're doing, you don't need to touch Ouija boards. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. uh, because a medium can just have direct contact, so it doesn't have to use some sort of tool to mm. make contact. Yeah. It's only people that don't have direct contact that, Try these trying to things, trip the system. But then they don't know what they're doing and they don't know what they're letting in. So, no. Yeah. I would always say to people, look, don't do it unless you know what you're doing, you know. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. people think it's a game. You know, this is part of the thing that makes it hard too because a lot of the Ouija boards and those types of, type mm. of tools that are out there, most of them come from the US and you, most of them are made by a company called US Games. Oh, so people actually make so, them professionally. Yeah, so you can, oh, I don't know that. Market it as games um, for all the fun, for all the family, you know. Oh, dear. Um, but they you know, we're not dealing in a realm that's, that's necessarily funny, especially mm. if you open up the wrong door, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Steve, can you renovate a spirit away? Like, let's say there's a room and, you know, it's got the cold patch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you demolish that room, does the spirit go? Not necessarily, no. Um, it depends if the spirits attached to the land, for example, over the years, I've gone out to a lot of places where there's been uh, native spirits, Aboriginal spirits, that sort of thing. You know, someone's built on 
one of their sacred lands or something like that, not knowing quite often yes. that it was. Uh, maybe it was sacred once several hundreds of years ago, but people have forgotten, time's gone by, but the spirits haven't forgotten, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so if it's that type of disruption, mm. then usually, no, pulling the house down is not going to make a difference, you know. Because <laughs> uh, I've seen that where people thought, no, this house is haunted, let's pull it down, put something else up, and it's still haunted when the new thing goes up. Uh-huh. It's and just cheaper to call Steve, okay? Just get that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be sorted in an hour. Now, um, if, if the spirit is attached to the building in some way, yes. um, that could make a difference to pull it down. Mm. But what you'll find quite often is the spirit will then be grumpy and angry and you'll have a lot of issues during that time and uh, mm. you'll probably wish you'd found another way around it. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you find that tradespeople um, experience this a fair bit? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're alone on those sites usually as well. Yeah, and Mm. and they experience lots of sort of different creepy things and all Mm. that sort of stuff. Uh, A lot of them that I've spoken to either dismiss it uh, Mm. as imagination because it's easier. Um, Some are aware of it and fully accept it, but they're just not interested. They do a job and as long as the job's done, it doesn't bother them either way, you know. As long as they're not being interfered with, they're fine, you know. That's fascinating, Um, isn't it? I have heard... Some stories from a guy I met years ago who was a, a, a builder who was working very late uh, on an apartment block and all mm. sorts of stuff was going on and uh, he was extremely scared. But he said it was paying well, so he just kept working. You know, <laughs> good on him. And, you know, classic tradesman. You know, yeah, that's, there's a good that's, dollar in it, yep. works or anything. You know. I, I, like yeah. so, I like so his attitude. So they can attitude. actually jeopardise a renovation sometimes. Uh, in theory, it's possible. Yeah. yeah, I'd say in practice it's it's probably rare. Yeah. Uh, mostly unlikely. In extreme cases, possibly. But um, yeah. mostly it's unlikely. Yeah. yeah. They can just make it unpleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and most hauntings really aren't hauntings anyway. Like out of all the hauntings I've been called to over the years, which is several hundred probably, mm. um, 80% of them weren't even hauntings in the first place. We talked before about people sometimes attracting negative energy. Mm. Or sometimes, you know, if you get a house where maybe there's issues in the marriage, a lot of shouting going on, a mm. lot of negative energy going on, siblings fighting, that sort of stuff. That energy we're expressing when we're angry, that energy we're expressing when we're yelling at people and all that sort of stuff, you know, where do we think that goes? It gets absorbed by mm. the room, by the walls, by the roof. And over a period of time, if this is something that's happened over a number of years, abuse and all that sort mm. of stuff, that energy is almost stick in the walls. Mm. And for someone like me, I can walk into a house and know straight away, oh, okay, there's been some not nice stuff mm. going on here. But that's not necessarily a haunting. Mm. You may feel that. It may feel cold. It may mm. have some weird smells. You may even have some manifestations, like poltergeist activity, mm. that type of thing. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's a spirit that's doing it. Mm. It could be just this build-up of negative energy expressing itself, releasing somehow. Mm. Does Over time, will it go away or it just needs to be addressed to happen? Uh, 
depends, once mm. again, on circumstances. Each situation is so different depending on the sets of circumstances mm. that have gone into it. In some cases, yeah, it'll fade in time. Mm. In other cases, it seems to hang around and get stronger, yeah. Ooh, okay. Depending on what it is, you know. Like things like murders and that sort of stuff tend yeah. to really Stay. hang around, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> they're quite dramatic and quite mm. violent and that sort of thing. Whereas people yelling at each other and stuff probably fades over a period of time if they stop doing it, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So the more significant the um the event, the more likely it is that that energy will hang around. And it is very interesting mm. that uh, those things that we would attribute to ghosts or spirits or whatever might not necessarily be the case. It exactly. might be energies. What about babies and animals? So you know, really young kids, babies and animals. Are they more likely to be able to sense or see spirits? Because I've I've heard lots of mums say, you know, my baby always looks mm. intensely at something or, um, mm. you know, yeah. yeah, or there might be a photo of a relative who's passed that they're really fascinated by or is that, uh, are we imagining that? Or? No, no, it's, it's a quite an established known thing within psychic circles. Okay. Um, cats in particular are very, very sensitive to energies, right. uh, which is why the Egyptians used to have them as the... Uh, door holders if you like yes. outside temples and that sort of stuff because they would let them know if someone was coming in with bad energy you know interesting respond mm, to them that cats way. are very clever uh, yeah they are mm. in a lot of ways uh, dogs very sensitive to it. a lot of animals are actually mm. and babies are up to a certain age usually what happens with babies babies don't have that filter that says, oh, no, that's rubbish, that can't be true, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they just see what there is to see, you know. Yeah. It's like a camera, you know. Well, how come the camera picked up on the picture of the ghost in the corner but we didn't see it at the time? Mm. Well, our belief systems can sometimes filter stuff mm. out of our vision, whereas the camera hasn't got a belief system. It just sees what's there. what's there. Exactly. Yeah. And so babies are a bit like that in a sense where they um, are, are very open to seeing that sort of thing. Until, you know, and you probably hear this yourself, you know, where kids will say, oh, there was someone in my room and the parents say, oh, you just imagined mm. or you you had a bad dream or and they start telling him those sorts of things. Yes. And so after a while they start believing, oh, I must have had a bad dream. Bad dream. Mm, yeah. And so it gets translated in our minds that way mm. and we grow up thinking that and we start blocking all those things, you mm. know. Mm. It's amazing what programming can do. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I mean, our brains do need a filtering system. That's why we have our reticular activating system because there's so much stimulus coming Mm. at once that we can't process at all. So we need that filtering system. But perhaps it's, you know, filtering out things, Mm. uh, like you say, and creating Mm. a a belief system. How fascinating. I can give you a very quick example of this from Mm. my own history, actually. My youngest son, Hayden, uh, hopefully he's not listening today, he'll be going, oh, Dad, you're not telling that story (laughs) again. Dad. When he was very young, um, he woke up one night and came out and I was in the lounge room, uh, with my then wife and, um, he said, I said, what are you doing up? He goes, Oh, that guy woke me up with all that music. And I said, what guy? What are you talking about? Mm. He goes, the octopractor. I said, what is the an octopractor? I've never heard of Eight that. Eight of something. Yeah, I've never or... heard of that. Yeah, and I said, what's an octopractor? He goes, yeah, the guy that stands in front of all the musicians. I went, the conductor. He goes, conductor. no, not conductor, octopractor. I went, yeah, right, whatever. Mm, okay. He's having a dream. Yeah, go to bed. You know, and off he went. 
A few years later, I was doing some study on divas, fairies, angels, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, uh, for a paper I was writing. And there in a book that I was studying, right, it said quite often the angels and the divas like to get together and have little musical concerts, and the conductor of the musical concerts is called an octopus. <laughs> No. And I, I got goosebumps and all the rest of wow. it. Oh my God. You know, he knew. Wow. You know, I was the one with the filter going, no, no, that can't be right. That's you know, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. My mind Incredible. is blown. Literally yeah. blown. Not literally blown, yeah. or else we'd need to yes. call the emer- emer- the ambulance. But it's, yeah, it blew my mind blown. at the time wow. too. That was in the early days of learning all this oh, stuff. Fantastic. So, yeah. Wow. It's things like that that make you go, oh, okay, there's something going on here. Yeah. Sure, you know? Things like that you go, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was that. That. That was really fascinating, Steve. I, yes. It's um, definitely an area that um, I don't have a lot of knowledge I feel we in. could talk another hour about it. Me it too. Great. Oh, Me too. Yeah, <laughs> we need to invite you back. Uh, but I think it's given us a good start. Mm. Yes. I don't feel as frightened as I did before I, I came in. I, I felt like I, I wouldn't want to go to the bathroom alone tonight <laughs> or, or anything after this chat. So I'm, I'm feeling mm. more comfortable and hopeful mm. a, a, about it. And uh, hopefully, uh, you listening, if you experience something like that, you, you'll have an idea of what you can do, which I think is really and helpful. And if any of the listeners have any questions, mm. feel free to bring it to the girls here and they'll pass it on to me or go to the mm. Soul to Soul online webpage and uh, drop us a line there either way. Absolutely. And you're on Facebook as well, aren't yes, you? We are, so, so they can send you a message through Absolutely. Facebook. Yeah. Now, a change of pace. We have a signature question that we ask all of our guests. Oh, yes. May I please oh, ask you our signature absolutely. question? Please oh, thank do. you. Our signature question is, what does the phrase dream home mean to you? It's interesting because I've heard you ask this of many people and I've often thought, oh, yes, I know what that means for me. Mm. And now I'm actually being asked it. I'm suddenly thinking, oh, I'm not sure actually anymore <laughs> because it can mean lots of different things. Like if it's turning the home I have into a greater vision of itself, well, mm. that's one version of a dream home. Then there's also a dream home where it's like, well, if I won 50 million in Tatsoto next week. Yes. You know? yes. So there's a few different possible answers to mm. that question. But I'll keep it within the realms of uh, probability. Okay. <laughs> um, I think a dream home is a home where you feel at home where you feel tranquil and you mm. feel at ease mm. and you feel that you can relax and rest and share time with friends or family um, and have all the things that you require to make that a reality. Um, I don't think it's about how big the home is or how much yardage you have or footage you have or, or even how many gadgets you have. I think oh. it's about... What resonates with you? What makes you feel happy? What, mm. you know, I know when I go home to the home I live in with my partner, um, for us, we love that home. Like, it's oh. just really wonderful. Everyone that goes there says, oh, it's such a great place. It's not necessarily the best house on the block. It's mm. not necessarily the worst house on the block. Mm. But there's a, something about it, a magic about it that resonates with yeah. us. And I think that's what ultimately the definition of a dream home is. 
a home that resonates with you, with your defined sense of lifestyle, with your sense of what it is that works for you, you know? Mm. I love that answer. Mm. It's a feeling. It's yeah, a feeling. It's a, it's a, a feeling. feeling. I like that. Yeah, it's a vibe. Well, thanks again, Steve, for joining us. After a short break, we will come back with our regular finance segment and also local market watch with Tara. Take me home tonight. I just want to show you the true light. Light me up and make me feel alright. Because, baby, we are always shining bright. We are back and we are heading into our finance segment. Now this week I've called in uh, some assistants for the finance segment. Last week we had Sam Keats from Keats Accounting helping us with the finance segment. She was really good, wasn't she? (laughs) So knowledgeable. And this week we have a mortgage and home loan expert who is helping us out with our finance segment. He's on the line. I know him quite well. He is my husband, Carl, who is a mortgage broker from Violetta Finance. Are you there, Carl? Hi, guys. Hi, Sarah. Oh, hello, Carl. <laughs> Thank How you. Are you? <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Thank That's you good. so much for joining us this evening. It feels funny saying that to you. For those of you listening, Carl is usually at home on Thursday night uh, looking after the kids so I can come in and record and do my radio show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hanging out with the kids. Thanks so, for the support, Carl. <laughs> yeah, it's sounding pretty oh, no quiet problem. there in the background. Hey. It's sounding pretty quiet there in the background. So oh, you... I've got him very nicely amused for the minute, so oh, hopefully good. that'll last for the duration of the uh, conversation. Well, if you disappear all of a sudden, we'll 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 know why. Yes. Now, uh, Carl, you've heard of Husey, haven't you, Dave Hughes? Oh yeah, I think I have a few times. He's a bit of a media personality. I think he does like a footy show or some kind of football show. I don't follow yep. football. He's on radio as well. I he's think. on radio yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. a, a well-known Melbourneian. And yep. on the last season of the block, he actually purchased Josh and Elisa's property, and yeah. um, and they won. I read the, about that. Yeah, they won the block. Yeah. So he because of Husey. Because of Husey, good old Husey. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that was a very convincing <laughs> impression. I will stop now and return to my normal voice. Now, he paid $3 million for that property. Mm-hmm. And uh, there have been a few reports out this week uh, from News.com, Daily Mail, a few different media publications that have quoted Husey in saying that he went to the bank recently for a bank loan mm-hmm. and they did a valuation on the property and found out that he paid about a million more. <laughs> a million? <laughs> yeah, than a what million? it was than what it was ouch. worth. Yeah, yeah ouch. Yeah. So I it does I, I can't find any information about whether or not he was approved for his loan. Mm. Uh, I imagine that he is in a bit of a different situation to many of our Yeah, um, I just don't have a spare minute like yeah, <laughs> that. Yeah. many of our, our friends or our clients or you know mm. people that we associate with that he's you know got a bit of extra cash, I would imagine. Mm. But for your everyday people like us, like yeah. Tara. Right, look, yeah, like we Steve, would take a lot of searching the couch to find that spare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could purchasing a property for more than it's worth affect your chances of securing a home loan in the future? Yeah, absolutely. One of the key criteria of a home loan application is the bank needing to value the home to check what it's worth. Mm-hmm. There's two methods that they can do this, um, depending on how much you want to borrow. 
based on the estimated value of the property on the contract uh, of sale. So if um, the contract, the loan that you want to borrow is about 80% or under of the estimated value loan, they, the banks generally either use a uh, what we call a desktop valuation, so mm-hmm. it's just a computer-generated valuation, and the key there is to hopefully get a valuation that matches the contract price yes. and hopefully slightly above. Now, the other form is a full valuation. When, when Generally, when people buy at an auction, um, a normal auction, again, depending on the, the value, uh, loan-to-value ratio, uh, the banks generally just go with the contract price when you order the bell, which is often nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the deal is needing lender's mortgage insurance, in many cases, many purchases are needing lender's mortgage insurance, the bank will actually go out and do a full valuation right, on, okay. on that property. Yep. So, um, you know, in my experience, about 98 99% Mm. Uh, come to contract uh, as the value, thank God. Um, I have had some instances where the valuation is short Mm -hmm. and that can cause a Mm. little bit of a problem with the the application for finance and obviously affects the sale of that property potentially. In one occasion, um, I've had to mediate between my client and the real estate consultant Mm. where we were able to negotiate for the price to come down Okay. Um, so that the loan and the purchase of that property would successfully go through. Well done. Yes, yes. So mm. it does It does happen, particularly with mm. um, the way the market is at the moment. Yeah. Um, many valuers mm. are, are really trying to not undervalue the property, but mm. do their research and make sure that there's comparable sales in the area to mm. warrant you know, the value that they put on paper to be of that property. Um, as we all know, with the block, it's highly, you know, it's very exciting. It's inflated, yeah. Prices are a bit overinflated, so it wouldn't surprise me that the value of the home that he's purchased is well above the market value for that area. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot, of, a lot of hype when you're buying those, um, when you're buying those properties. I say it like I don't know from experience. Oh, like yeah, I, we'll get one every weekend. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's been really helpful, Carl. Thank mm. you so much for um, for helping us with the finance segment this week. We really uh, appreciate not, it. Not a problem. Anytime. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll let you get back to the kids. Fantastic. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys later. All right. See you later. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. That was really interesting, wasn't it, Tara? It was really very interesting. And I just wanted to make a point as well. That also applies when you're buying things off the plan as well. Um, Mm. I think a savvy purchaser will buy it knowing that there's a very good chance the bank will value it less than what the developer is saying it's worth. Mm-hmm. So please keep that into your calculations. Yes. Don't go straight up to the 90% loan Yeah. because 
you don't want to get caught out in the bank saying, no, it's not worth as much as you thought it would be. Mm. You're going to have to come up with a shortfall. Yeah, that's so, not a position you want to find yourself in. Well, look, in. If, if you're in a comfortable position that you can come up with a shortfall, that's fine. Mm. I just think be knowledgeable about these things, yes. like going in. I think, yeah. I think anyone who develops property or does flips or renovations – very, very quickly we learn that mm. what the bank wants to value your house at and what a motivated buyer will pay are two different figures altogether mm. and sometimes very significant. Like the, the block just demonstrated here, a million significant. That's unusual. Okay. That's yes. very unusual. I'd say on an average house, you know, oh, look, it can be anything really. It just depends on how expensive the house mm. is. Um, but yeah, just be mindful of that. Well, change of pace. It is a change of pace. Here oh, we go. Straight market into market watch. I thought what would be very relevant today when we're talking about um, haunted houses or houses with a history mm. is um, just so that the listeners know that their rights in a situation, if they actually do buy a house that has a history that they weren't made aware oh, of. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm. Now, look, if it was, uh, if it was obvious, if it was kept from them on purpose by the vendor or mm-hmm. the real estate agent, if they haven't been honest, then they do have grounds, mm. legal grounds to, um, seek some sort of compensation, depending on the situation, because it can significantly devalue the house. Mm. So yeah, it is a legal requirement for real estate agents and vendors to disclose what is considered a material fact to prospective purchases of a property. So a material fact would be something like there's been a murder in the property, there's been a violent crime there, there's been even even the possibility of sp- suspected ghost presence, but this would probably be a more um you know a neighbourhood um publicly known fact because because right. that's that's what it's about. It's about mm-hmm. if this if, if this house is a publicly known stigma, when the purchaser goes to sell it one day, it could affect the price they get for it. So mm. it all needs to be upfront and open. A good example is there was a property down in Mornington around there where there was a very violent crime. At the home opens, the real estate agents had to explain to every person coming in, look, just so you know, this price is this house is priced this certain way because there is this violent crime that did happen, mm. and then everyone has the opportunity to make up their mind or not, mm. make an informed decision, make an informed decision, absolutely. Yes, so that's an interesting thing to know that you know there have been very notable cases where it's been um yeah withheld that information and the the new owners have taken legal action and won so mm. yeah just so you know you as a buyer have a right to know yeah Hey, thank you so much for joining us, for listening in every week. We really appreciate it. And if it's your first time tuning in, welcome. And we hope to see you back next week. We hope that your Dream Home projects are going well. Please reach out to us on Facebook, Dream Home Movement, and Instagram, Dream Home Movement, and keep us updated. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us on the Dream Home Movement. Wishing you all the best in your projects this week. We would love to chat and hear what you're up to, so please say hi on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to hanging out with you next week. Catch you soon.